All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Pacific Nation. We have made it through Independence Day. I know this day means different things to all. For me, it holds true to with the tenets I live with, God, family, and country. In 1776, when our first leader stepped up and decided to fight against taxation without representation, it was a step in the right direction. It is hard to believe we are only 245 years old as a country. Many countries take a long period to become world leaders. It is in this vein many forget we are very young. This is why we are still learning about our mistakes from the early years. Many have reconciled these mistakes and moved forward, while others, it is just very painful to do so. Understanding those facts, we all need to come together and become one again. We can have differences of opinion and still strive forward in life together. Okay, off my soapbox. I hope you enjoyed a safe and amazing 4th of July with friends and family. Maybe got to see a fireworks display, like the one in Nashville, that is the biggest in the country and had a chance to unwind a bit. Cherish those who were closest to you and open yourself up to make new friends along the way. Now, if you're walking down the street and see someone in need, make a conscious effort to assess their situation and strive to make a change. This is what our next guest has done. He saw an issue, was not happy with what he saw, so he initiated a change and came up with a solution to the issue. He is 100% motivated to help, and I think you'll enjoy him as much as we do. Please give, please give a Misfit Nation welcome to Brett D'Alessandrio. All right, welcome to the show. Brett D'Alessandro from, uh, from New Jersey, a veteran. He started a great program called Backpacks for Life with Alexa. And uh, I got him on the show now because he's uh, he works out of Jersey City, my old hometown, and he's a veteran. That's two pluses for him. So let's get him on here and hear about him. Welcome, Brett. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's awesome to finally get this connected. It took us a little while, uh, hiccups here and there, but we're back. We're on it. So tell us a little bit about you, Brett, uh, how you, uh, your journey, basically, as far back as you want to go to when you started this whole, when you had the aha moment to start back back school. Oh, I thought you wanted me to go like uh, uh, up until birth, but I'll uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll save it. That would be a little longer than a, a one episode podcast. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll fast forward a little bit up into uh, you know the good good parts of it. Um, so yeah, I'm a, a Marine veteran. Six years I served. Um, I was I was with a Motor T unit uh, CLB six down in Camp Lejeune. Actually, do a little. Let's uh, go back a little bit further. Um, Alexa and I, she's my my fiance now. Um, nice. Her and I were going to uh, university University of Rhode Island. I was in the reserves, and I um I just literally I, I think I was I forget what class I was in, but I got a, a call from where was, I think it was like one of staff NCOs, and he's like, "Hey, you want to deploy?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" He goes like, "Hi, right, we're we're literally going down in Camp Lejeune in like a couple of weeks, so." Uh, I was like, whoa, okay. I'm like, where are we deploying to? He's like, Afghanistan. I'm like, nice, awesome. So literally within a couple of weeks, I had to leave school. I uh, we, we literally took a bus down to Camp Lejeune and got attached to CLB-6. And 
we were on our way uh, to pre-deployment training. Went down, went over to CAX in California. Went to a couple other places, and then uh, we we're on our way to Afghanistan. Um, I was so I was with a motor T unit, but I they put me. I'm so I'm I'm six five, and they decided to have me be the gunner. I don't know if that was like a like they were like you know yeah we want you you know the the badass being the gunner or they just kind of wanted me to you know get shot or something <laughs> i don't know if it was a good or bad thing but <laughs> they uh yeah it was on the 240 50 cal and then i went on a crow system which is like a robotic weapon system c-r-o-w-s crow system and you know what it was it was a rough deployment but a lot of people, you know, they talk about a deployment, you know, somebody got blown up or we got shot at and they say, you know, that's where their PTSD, anxiety, depression or whatever it might be stemmed from. But honestly, mine was just I got home and everybody was ahead of me. I felt like when I would get home, OK, everything was going to just pick, pick back right where it left off. And and it wasn't the case. Everybody was just kind of ahead. And I just felt very um just I felt very overwhelmed. I felt like I was out of place and I felt like I lost my purpose. And I just really, I, man, you know, one of those things where they're like, it could always get worse. You could always find a trap door and, and keep on going down. And I, I think I just found a couple of trap doors and I just really couldn't get my shit together. And so they put me on medical hold. I was up in Newport, Rhode Island during the, uh, we got back in January, the end of January. And, um, so it was, it was cold out and I was going to a, a doctor's appointment and I still, I, I had no idea what the hell was going on in me. I felt so anxious. I couldn't even get a haircut without, uh, without a mental breakdown. I just felt just so stressed and overwhelmed and, and didn't know what was going on. And, and so, and I also didn't know who to go to or where to turn. I just like, I didn't know what was out there. Oh, you know, we got the VA, we got some you know, VFW, American Legion, nothing bad about those, but that's really all I, I knew about. And so I was going to the doc's appointment, saw a guy with the sign, homeless vet, please help me out. And I went back to my motel and had some extra time before an appointment, got a backpack, filled it up with warmer layers and went out and gave it to the guy. And that was really it. A little small talk, nothing more. And three days later, I saw this guy again. He was a little boy and the boy was carrying the backpack. So I pulled over and before I could get a word out, the little boy said, thank you so much for the backpack. Uh, I no longer have to go to school carrying my books in my hands. And the dad said, thank you so much for the warming layers. They've been keeping my wife who's sick at the homeless shelter warm. And at that point, I'm like, holy shit, you know what? I'm not, I, I thought I was just this loser that, you know, I'm not a real Marine. I couldn't handle this. And I'm like, there's other people dealing with this. I'm, I'm not alone. And, and I don't know if that's like a, like, I mean, I felt comforting, but in like, you know, because of somebody else's suffering, but I did feel comfort that I wasn't alone. And so I had this idea, I'm like backpack. I survived out of a backpack in Afghanistan, a backpack's like a mobile home for veterans who are homeless. I'm like, I'm going to, I found my purpose again. I, I felt that flame just kind of reignite. And I called Alexa and I was like, I got an idea. And now Every time when I call Alexa and I go, I got an idea, she's like, oh, God, not again. One of your, <laughs> your ideas. So that was like the first time she got used to me calling her and saying, hey, I got a crazy idea. So <laughs> we, um, we bought some backpacks. We did a GoFundMe and used that money to buy the backpacks. They were literally like neon green backpacks, literally an upgraded toilet paper. 
Uh, we filled them up. We gave them out to vets. I would say nine out of 10 of the backpacks broke, literally handing them to vets. That's how crappy they were, but it was a starting point. And from there, we just really started to grow and grow. We put supplies, toiletries, and, the, and resources inside the backpack. Uh, we got better resources, better supplies, and better toiletries, and then upgraded our backpacks. And now we uh given out over 7,000 backpacks in like 25 states. We've mentored over a thousand veterans. Now, not just homeless, but any veterans in need and help. We've worked with well over a couple hundred homeless veterans and it's, it's been quite a journey. I mean, I really, I get so much out of it. I mean, it's literally my holistic medication. Um, it gives me my purpose and, and to see a veteran transform from being on the streets or addicted to drugs and alcohol or just needing some help to seeing them get their life back or seeing them quickly get connected to a resource when it took me months and months and luck. And I just felt like vets shouldn't need luck in order to succeed or to get the resources that are, that are out there. I mean, we have 40,000 organizations. I think it's like 30,000 that are dedicated VSOs, veteran service organizations. So there's a lot of stuff out there. We got four. We do have a lot of good government programs out there and it's not the lack of resources, but it's the lack of the know-how. So that's really what we're tackling. Right. And I think everything you said there is in line with nearly every person that comes home or get, gets out of the military. It's that hitting that wall and losing that sense of purpose. As soon as, like, as soon as I retired in 2015, I took my boots off the next day. I didn't know what to do with myself after 22 years. I was like, what do I do with my hands? What do I do? <laughs> yeah, you just like keep them up in the air. And you're like, I'm not sure what to do with these. Yeah, just shaking them out for an entire year. I did. I did not work. And I finally landed a job at a veteran organization, mentoring veterans as they transition for two years. And that gave me my sense of purpose back. And now I actually work on base training soldiers before they go to war. So it's kind of a, a flip from helping the veterans to helping them before they become veterans. So I guess. It still helps me out. It helps me in my mind that I'm doing something good still and have a sense of purpose. But I think what you're doing is uh, leaps and bounds above that. And I was going to ask you how many states you're in. You answered that question, 25 states. Have you gotten down to like uh, Tennessee or anything like that yet? Tennessee? I don't think we've ever given out a backpack to a vet in Tennessee. I mean, we recently gave out backpacks to vets in Hawaii, Alaska, um, got a couple of vets in Virginia and Florida that we just gave stuff out, but, um, no, I think you are going to be our first person that can help us branch out to, uh, to, um, to your state and, and get some backpacks out there to Tennessee and we'll, uh, we'll definitely collab. We actually, so we, we developed our own backpack, uh, literally just feedback from homeless vets made our own backpack, got a locking cable built into it where the drawstring is so vets can lock it to their bedpost. We got an ISO mat that vets could pop out, lay on the ground, reflect the material inside the backpack so they could be seen at night, whistle clip for where the sternum clip is, um, where the, the strap for your like your hip strap. Right. That actually, we, we don't have it, but we have a, a pocket with Velcro so a vet could literally put their belt in there and then... Wow put it through their belt loop and literally like cinch the backpack to themselves. But no, nah, we'll, um, we'll definitely, definitely be talking after this and, and see how we can get some backpacks down to your state. And we, um, we actually were, we put in an order 
for 1500 bowery packs so that's the backpack that's this big hiking backpack and then we have a smaller version of it for vets who aren't chronically homeless but just need a you know a simple backpack and that's the urban pack so we got 1500 of those we just ordered and 1500 of our bowery pack of a total of 3000 so we're having them made right now and they should be coming to us like september october it's just it's a it's a little the logistics are a little harder than it once was before you know before covid yes before they before they turn the lights out on a lot of things for a year everyone yeah, has to right? <laughs> i love it's like the you know you got like the bc ac before christ after christ i feel like covid's like the bc before covid kind of thing you know everybody's like before covid it like uh, i don't know i've been saying that a lot lately i think it's pretty funny yeah pre-covid i can get something done in a week now it takes me a year yeah right <laughs> We had a we had a patio put in our backyard after we bought our new house here, and it took literally eight months to get the job complete because of COVID. Yeah, I so. mean, look at wood. Wood's like tripled in price. Gas is is extremely high. Um, produce is is very high. So hopefully, I mean, I so backpacks life is my like I call it my third full time job. I actually have a full time job, and I, I work on the docks. And man, we have been busier than ever just we we can't can't get enough ships in faster fast enough and it's uh it's crazy how busy the ports have been you working out of newark or you down somewhere else so i used to work in bayonne uh but yeah i've worked in newark elizabeth but i i'm now in uh staten island over there helping out okay yeah so it uh it helps pay the bills so i can uh so i can continue to do what i truly love with backpacks for life my fiance she actually she was working for Sam Edelman. It was a shoe designer company and she quit that just, you know, I mean, obviously female with shoes. Um, she got, you know, tons of free shoes. She was actually the sample size. So she would just bring buckets of shoes and for her to be able to, to leave that job, to come in and basically work for pennies for our nonprofit and to work with homeless vets. I mean, you know, that's, that's an amazing person in, in my book, but uh, we, we thought it was necessary to to grow and to really help our veterans the best we can. Well, definitely. And that, that's definitely, a, uh, like in the Bronx tale, she's a keeper. Like in the uh, lesson from the movie, she's definitely a keeper. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lucky person. I'm not, I'm not sure how I don't, I don't get that much luck, but you know, I, I got lucky on this one. Yeah, you did. That's real good. <laughs> And I think uh, right now the stars are aligned for you uh, and you're able to work a full-time job and, and also work full-time at this, your second job here, which is, I mean, it's awesome. You're doing a lot of great things. Yeah. It's, it, you know what, Backpacks for Life, we wanted it to be something that is malleable, that there's not just one thing, but it, it's what, it's not just what we wanted to create, but what veterans need. And also we didn't want to step on anybody's toes on, on who's already out there. So in the very beginning, we were just really going out to organizations saying, Hey, can we get some resources and flyers from you? We're going to put them in backpacks and give them out to vets on the streets. And they said, sure, why not? You know, you're basically helping us with outreach. We, we didn't really want to, we didn't know what we were doing yet. And we were just kind of seeing, you know, what's there. And then we found what our niche, you know, what we wanted to do, the little uh, like niche thing. And, and that's just really giving out these backpacks with supplies, toiletries and resources that's like our first pillar. That's our outreach. And then if vets need additional help, we'll literally sit with the vet. If we, you know, if they're in driving distance, I'll sit with the vet and just literally 
I won't say what do you need because they might not know what's out there. Um, I'll just listen to their story. I'll help implement some resources and a roadmap for them. And then we'll help execute it together. In the very beginning, you know, I'll definitely be handholding and and uh, guiding them. And, you know, I'll, I'll send out some emails and CC them and, you know, we'll get things going. Do, need, do they need a cell phone? What about a bus ticket? What about some clothing? Unfortunately, some organizations will be like, oh, we can help you. Oh, you don't have a cell phone? Okay, well, we can't really be in contact with you. So sorry about that. I, I don't want to prevent a veteran from success because of little small things that we can easily help them get. So that's kind of what we do. And, and then we have our side projects where we've done stuff or we had a, a, a company where we paired this, this company with a vet and got them a, a roof. We redid this veteran's roof. We got HVACs, water heaters for vets, cars for vets. I mean, really depends on what the veteran needs and we'll go out there and find it and, and leverage our, our for-profit companies and help and have them help us help the vet. That's outstanding. And, and using the other uh, VSOs or veteran service organizations for our listeners to actually leverage both of your actual uh, products to, to the veteran is an awesome way to do it. And when I was at the Michigan continues, we had partners with a uh, wounded warrior project team, RWB mm-hmm. and uh, uh, wear blue run to remember and team Rubicon. We worked with all of them to actually get our veterans working. I had a was part of a fellowship program where I kind of get them blended back into their communities when they got out. So for six months, they went and volunteered at a nonprofit of their choice to basically assimilate back into society and get that feel back to having a purpose. And that's how I, how I actually got hired. I did the same thing. I was a fellow and worked my way back in, but it was during that time where I learned more and more about all the other veteran organizations that were out there. Cause like you said, it sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And it's not until you speak to another veteran that you learn that there's like 8 million other things out there that can help you as you move forward. Yeah, there, there's a plethora of amazing things from healing waters to Operation Rebound to um, we got Transcendental Meditation from the David Lynch Foundation. So there's just so many different forms. And, and that's where I, I talk to the vet, like, hey, I need help. I'm like, all right, what do you like to do? They're like, no, I need help. I'm like, what do you like to do? Let's, let's, let's build it around what you like to do. I want to get your purpose back. I want you to get out there. And, and honestly, you know, there's, there's, there's all these new scientific breakthroughs and all these amazing new things that are helping vets. But what I've seen being the most beneficial, kind of the most simplest thing is peer-to-peer mentorship, just talking to somebody. I mean, I jokingly compare it to, Castaway, where he went crazy and talked to a ball because he had no human interaction. I mean, we we they're people. We we are humans, and 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 we just need to have somebody to talk with. And a lot of people say, "Hey, how can I help a vet?" Talk to him. You know, talk to him. Get him a water bottle if they're on the streets. I, I would not suggest giving a homeless vet money. I would suggest asking what they need, go and get a bus ticket for them, maybe get some food for them, a water, maybe go get them some resources. I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't get them some money. I would, if you really wanted to take the time to help that vet, see what they need and, and get it for them. Definitely. I, I agree with the money thing because most times you don't know what's going to happen unless you've already built that relationship with that veteran on the street. Giving yes. money is uh, usually a horrible thing to do. You're just uh, enabling a problem that he probably, he or she, is already established and getting if you get them to say what they really need, uh, maybe it's a sandwich, maybe it's 
a book to read. Just go buy and give it to them. It's a lot easier. Yeah, and you got a lot of con artists out there taking advantage of you know, the, the good nature of others and, and the title of, of being a veteran. So you just want to be careful to make sure you don't create an incentive to get people to, you know, find ways to uh, con you out of your money. So yeah, I just, you know, I, I would, wouldn't suggest it. Nothing wrong with it. If you do it, that's fine. I mean, it's better than not doing anything. You know, actually I take that back. It could, it's a, it's a gray area. I just, I wouldn't do it, you know? I'm with you. I wouldn't, I don't do it either. I'll ask them what they need. Uh, I'll go into a McDonald's or whatever yeah. they need food for and get them something. So I know that they're, they have food to eat at least for that day, that night, whatever time I see them. The yeah, money, and, it's horrible. Yeah. And I would like, so we, especially during COVID, well, we've been working on it for a couple of years, but we we're able to launch it and, expedite the process because of COVID, but we recently launched a search platform called roger.vet. And it's it's, now it's just for the state of New Jersey because every state operates differently. So we decided to start small, make small mistakes, and we created a search platform for the state of New Jersey where vets could find any resource. Um, They're not just resources in in New Jersey. They could be national, but they cater to vets in the state of New Jersey. It um, You can have filters by filtering your income, demographics, branch of service, your discharge status, uh, different categories. If you're homeless or if you're looking for uh, an entrepreneurial program like Bunker Labs. So uh, vets can go on there and search for all these various programs. But what, what I'm getting at is we, we have people that say, hey, I want to know how to help a vet. I'm like, oh, get these flyers, keep them with you. Um, you know, if you're in another state, look up some veteran resources, keep some of their flyers with you. And if you see a homeless vet, give them those flyers. I'm telling you that flyer is worth more than $10, $20 or whatever you would give them in a monetary uh, value. Oh, definitely. And uh, I, I was just looking at your actual platform for Roger. I was going to ask you if you had plans to move forward. And obviously you do since you, you said start small, lose small, uh, Aim small and miss small, like the in brave and uh, the Patriot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, it well, so we built it in like okay, we we built the search platform around okay, how does the state operate? How do nonprofits operate? We like reverse engineered it because we wanted to see how do these organizations connect with the veteran and how does the veteran connect with them? And that's how we built the search platform uh, around okay, or uh, a grant might limit a nonprofit's capabilities by their county or the demographics of of the individuals they serve. So we kind of built all that out. Um, Even like SSVF or HUD-VASH, they go off your income. So we have an income calculator. You literally type in your income and you automatically know if you qualify or not. So we we put all that thing on the back end. So it's just really clean and nice on the front end. It's 100% free. Even for the, the organization itself, we actually found out that it's almost just as beneficial to them as the veteran because they'll have a lot of veterans that come to them that don't qualify for their services. So they're literally just going on Google because they still feel compelled to help them and they're looking for stuff. But that's not really an effective way. Now the the, the VSO could literally just go on Roger and say, okay, you're in Essex County, New Jersey. Okay. You're in Essex County. You're homeless. Okay. You're looking for shelter. Okay. Hey, check out these resources. I'll email them to you. Or if you come to my office, I could print them out and give them to you. Even people can donate to the nonprofit on their own personal uh, page. It's just a very 
clean and crisp page that has everything from their social content, their email, their website, a little bio about themselves. Uh, we have a keyword search on the, the platform. So yeah, it's like three years and a whole team just building this out. So I'm, I'm definitely, uh, definitely a little, um, a little, uh, I could breathe a little easier now that it's, it's launched. It's been, you know, a little stressful, but it, it came together. Okay. Yeah. I just did a search on it. It came up, it came up pretty seamlessly using my dad's zip code. Everything popped up. I think 39 pages popped up for things just from within a radius of there. So it's pretty good. Yeah, we, we have like 250 organizations. We have another 150 to add, but we're literally adding them manually. And these are groups that I've I've went through. I, I know it personally or one of my buddies went through. And I'm not just adding things that I never heard of. So I want to make sure these are the, the right resources for these vets. So there's a lot of vetting. It's not just I'm randomly finding groups and just throwing them on there. There's a lot of back-end uh, work that that uh, is done to make sure these organizations are the best of the best for our vets. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a great start. And I think a lot of these will bleed over if you actually launch this into other states, because I think a lot of these other organizations that are on there actually bleed over to other states as you move forward, too. So it should be pretty easy getting getting going from that point. Once yeah, you get no, it's, it's, it's just we... We, we definitely are going to branch out the states. We're going to need somebody in that state can kind of help us figure out how how do grants operate, how do counties, states, you know, some some states not don't have counties. So we, we just kind of have to figure out and dissect that that state. And then uh, and then, yeah, we could just basically create the, the same exact thing. I mean, heck, I've had people from other states say, hey, I love your platform. And I'll just say, here you go. This is all, everything we did. And they're kind of like, you sure? You know, that's your your information. I'm like, hey, man. It's not about us. It's not about you. It's about the vets we serve. So why would I not give you what I have that's been successful so you can basically create the same thing for the vets in your area? I, I can I can care less of, of, you know, what's mine and what's yours. I want to make sure that we're able to come together and collaborate and make sure we give the best of the best to our vets. And that's outstanding, you know, that is a problem in the, the nonprofit world, a, a dog eat dog, basically. I made this, it's mine. But your approach is much better where you're all going for the same goal of helping getting that veteran the help that they need, he or she needs as they move forward in life to a more successful life instead of uh, being stuck where they are. I mean, if, 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 like, for instance, if I didn't, if I go to X organization, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to help you or, you know what, here's our flyers that we do for outreach and let me give it to you. But if I, I don't do that and if that organization fails and they're no longer there, that that makes my job that much harder. So why the hell not would I want these organizations to succeed? I mean, literally, we literally have to work together. Do well, Imagine if I just deployed to Afghanistan by myself. Would I be successful? No. You literally deploy with an entire team with people from all different backgrounds and different MOSs coming together. That's literally like the nonprofit world. I, I can't do this alone. And, and I want other nonprofits to succeed just as much as I want to succeed because, you know, we got to make sure our vets are priority one. Definitely. And I think you're on the right path right now. And how does uh, someone get involved with coaching and mentoring through your pro through your organization? Yeah. So people get very scared of that term. They're like, Oh, I'm not qualified. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not a counselor. And I'm like, Hey, like 
listen, that, that's almost a good thing that you're not a counselor or you're not a doctor or a social worker. This is very much the coaching and mentorship is just having somebody to talk to. So you're not alone. I mean, I would tell them not to suggest things or, or you know, maybe or suggest things that the veteran should do. I 100% say do not talk about medication. This is literally just programs and things that you've done and somebody just to talk to. But yeah, it's very, I want it to be simple. And I just want it to be somebody that the vet can talk to nothing really crazy where you're going to tell them to, you know, Oh, I suggest this medication or that. No, it's, it's not like that. It's just really on a peer to peer mentorship. Like if you're going to an AA or NA meeting where you can kind of find somebody that you associate with and, and feel more comfortable talking with. Absolutely. And I, I think you're right. If, if you put a title on there, such as counselor or stuff like that, many of the veterans that are out there probably don't trust those people anymore. Yeah. Something happened along the way there where they were given bad advice or they would not help them along the way. So just having a peer or a friend, someone that could uh, be there for them when they need to talk, just to even vent, that's even better for them. Yeah, on our um no, you're you're hundred percent correct. And on our website, backpacksforlife.org, um, backpacks with an S F O R L I F E dot org. Uh vets can um or just anybody, civilians. I mean, that, that's the thing. People they they try to just talk with vets and talk in that veteran bubble. I mean, we're we're a fraction of the population. We we need we need civilians to help us. We need males, females however you identify, we, we need help from all angles. So we're not going to just say, Oh, you're a civilian. We don't want your help. We, we need help from any, any and all people. And you can just go right on our website. We have a volunteer section where you can just put your email on. We'll send out emails to people to, you know, if we're doing an event or if we have a vet that we could uh, maybe pair them with, um, we try to send out, you know, one or two emails a month. We're not sending out daily emails or things like that. One, just, we don't have the time. Um, and, and, and two, I, I think that's annoying anyways. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I just found the volunteer page is pretty simple. Just go under get involved and the get involved tab volunteer right there. Pretty simple. The, I mean, the page is very seamless. Once they get there, you should be able to find everything they need to do to help you and help the veterans along the way. And you're absolutely correct. It takes the whole village to help a person. The veteran, the veteran community or those who serve is 1% of the actual population or one-ish percent of the population. So it, there's a whole another 99% of the population that can uh, jump in and use their expertise in the corporate world or in the tech world to help you out, help them out and get them back on their feet. Absolutely. And uh, another part on our website, which I, I rarely see any organizations doing, and, and, you know, nothing wrong with that, but, um, we're all about transparency. I, I don't want to, uh, spend time dealing with, you know, people think, you know, or if you're doing something in an ill intent, I, I just want to be transparent, throw it all out there. This is what comes in. This is what comes out. So we put our nine nineties on our website. We do a financial audit on ourselves every year, just because I, I feel that transparency is key. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of commotion and noise out there, especially in the nonprofit world. So I just want to make sure that uh, we focus on our vets. I don't have to focus on anything else besides that. So we just throw everything out there, all of our financial statements and, and everything just to make sure um, people feel comfortable um, donating and working with us. That's outstanding. And uh, I was going to say that really that will help you out a lot getting donations without having to provide that to them over and over again. They can just come on your website and find it. 
that's good. Yeah, that's that's literally like in, in, that's what I was trying to say, which I don't think I said it 100 percent clearly. But yeah, you're, you said it perfectly. I, I, you know, less things to deal with, less commotion, less. Hey, you know, are they trustworthy? Go right to on our website and you can check out for yourself. <laughs> and it's right there in uh, well, red, red and white uh, buttons. But yeah, it's in black and white right there on the screen. So yeah. if they could if they could see it there, they, they can see if they can see it in the email you sent it to them or an actual snail mail package that they want to get, they can read it here as well. And it saves a lot of time and money. Yeah. And we're like, we've had people, I mean, this isn't organization. This is everybody's organization. So if you ever have a an idea or a way that we can better serve our vets, like send us an email, we'll, we'll, we'll run with it. If it's something that definitely we can do right now and we have the time, we'll definitely run with it. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. I'm not the, the one that's always saying, Oh, you know, I'm the one that needs to lead it and come up with everything. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm humble. I'm going to humble myself to make sure we, we get the best knowledge, the best resources for our vets. And, um, especially, you know, with like, for instance, with COVID, we, um, we saw the vets that were just, I mean, there's really no other word to describe it before besides like, getting massacred at the the veteran homes in new jersey um and and so we literally reached out to him like hey what can we do and they're like we need gowns and we you know alexa and i had good skill set in developing this backpack sourcing domestic materials and be able to build something out of it so our, our two buddies both former marines had a factory in Passaic, new jersey a textile factory and we ended up um we ended up sourcing like 300,000 yards of material. We ended up making surgical masks and I call them surgical masks because we got them FDA approved and we were getting those out to uh, veteran groups and, and hospitals so they can continue to um, execute their mission. And we ended up making 105,000 isolation gowns for the veteran homes in, in New Jersey. So that was really cool. But, you know, what I'm, I'm getting at is the sky's the limit for us. You know, we're, we're malleable and we're, we're here to figure out what our vets need at you know, at the present moment. Awesome. And I think, uh, like I said, I think you're on the best glide path possible with your, your vision and your, uh, I guess your acumen to do this to you're all about the veteran, not about the, the pocket. And that that's the best way to do it. And I think you'll, you'll be successful as you move forward. Yeah. I mean, if I was, if I was about the pocket, I would, I would I'm, I'm definitely going about it the wrong way. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I took this week off for a vacation to kind of get updated with, uh, or, or get myself caught up to speed with backpacks for life stuff. I, I feel I'm averaging about 35 to 40 days a year. I take off for backpacks for life stuff, not to mention my weekends and after hours, but I mean, Hey, it's, it's, I love to do it. I'm not complaining, but I, um, I definitely, uh, picked the wrong, wrong path if I'm trying to make some money off of it. <laughs> Definitely. And I think you're doing it all the best way possible. And uh, I hope I can uh, help you in Tennessee as we move forward after this. And I also have, I have connections in most of the states because working at an old organization where I can probably link you up with somebody there that's already has a nonprofit or does something with veterans there, either from the government side or from a nonprofit side. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. That really means a lot to me. I just, it's, this is one of the amazing, many amazing components of it is just meeting new people, meeting people that are like-minded in regards to putting others above themselves. Um, you just, the diversity is amazing. I mean, that's just, that's the veteran community in itself, but this nonprofit community, 
man, you meet some really fascinating people. Yes. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of real, real good players out there in the, in the nonprofit world, like any other business, there's also some apples that are falling off the tree, but most of the apples are doing really good. Yeah. That's, that's in life. You know, there's always an anomaly or there's always that variable, you know, nothing can be perfect or, you know, police, firefighters, doctors, lawyers, there's always a bad apple in every category, you know? Right. It, no matter where you are, you're going to find them. In, in every family, there's one. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're not all perfect. And we always have to help each other get back up on that, on the right path of life. And that's what you're doing. And I, I applaud you for it. Thank you. I always say, you know, if I were to judge anybody, I've, I would have already been judged 10,000 times before. So that's not my place to judge. My place is just to help others. Awesome. So you were in Afghanistan, what, 12, 13, or just prior to that? Um, 12 to 13. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I was there uh, 10, 11, and 12. Man, you should have just got your, like, you know, address switched over to there. <laughs> I was looking for a timeshare over there. They wouldn't let me find <laughs> <bother>. it. <laughs> really? No deals at all? <laughs> and I had a nice mud hut in Kunar. <laughs> so we chewed the same dirt at the same time so i just wanted to let you know i was there with you and uh i seen some insanity as well yeah i was uh helmand province helmand province and then we fobbed hop all over which is really cool i ended up naming my dog kajaki after kajaki dam um, <laughs> so yeah i got a big big old silver lab he's chalking wine rainer he's my my rock but i love him and uh he I don't know. I just, it's funny. Every time people are like Kajaki, I'm like, Oh, here you go. So sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, it's a food or whatever, but yeah, no, it's a place in Afghanistan. Awesome. Well, Brett, uh, thanks for taking your time to come on the show. I look forward to working with you in the future to help get this going across the country and uh, any parting words for the guests, for the, the listeners. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get involved in an organization, it's, it's as simple as, you know, you, you might not have the time. So it's as simple as just reach out to them, get some flyers, keep them with you in your back pocket, in your backpack. And if you ever see a homeless vet or not even just a veteran, but just a person in need, just give them those flyers. I'm telling you that it's more than the weight of gold and, and it's something so valuable. It's such an easy thing. You could do it during your commute or when you're just, you know, walking around the, the town. So um, just get involved. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's good for the soul. It really is good for the soul. It gives you that purpose. And, and, and what a beautiful thing to see somebody transform from homelessness to, you know, stability. Definitely. Thanks, Brett. And uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. I appreciate it. You have a good day as well. Stay in touch. Take care. That was great chatting with Brett and learning about the difference him and his fiance, Alexa Modero, are making in the realm of homeless veterans around the country. Check out the Backpacks for Life link in our show notes. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on the Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this on. We appreciate you. As always, till next time, be humble, 
Stay hungry and keep hustling, because we are the Misfit Nation.